Welcome to episode six of Worth in Progress. Today we're going to talk about decluttering your life. And I have a special guest, Juliette Gamble, and she is from Heal from the Core. She is a personal mentor of mine, and uh, she was brought into my life just a few months ago. I really appreciate her and her ways, so I wanted to introduce you to her. Come on, baby. This is our first time doing it podcast interview style, so uh, please bear with our sound issues. Juliette, would you like to tell us what you do and who you are? Well, thank you for having me. Sure. Um, yes, I guess my title would be counselor. I don't often go by that now because I find that counselor uh, requires like a codependent relationship. So I initially had gone to school for communications and education, okay. worked in the world of education, preparing kids for SAT and college mm-hmm. survival. We had a family business. I saw nothing but a lot of emotional problems, anxiety, depression, a lot of suicide oh. for people that were preparing to go to college and take this tight academic track because their parents wanted it for them but in essence they were very unhappy and when I was working with them I knew this isn't working I'm all stressed out Mm -hmm. so I went to get my master's degree at Villanova I had done my undergrad at Penn went to Villanova for counseling psych to bring that back to my dad's learning center then I started working in alternative schools for these kids that were deviant they had gotten pregnant they were you know at risk And again, I was getting stressed out. Mm -hmm. So I had this pattern myself of just taking on everybody's stuff, and I was getting sick. So that's what led me to where I am now, doing the trauma work that I'm doing, because I had, throughout my life, I've been type A, go, 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 just race after it hard. And never really stopped to take stock of like, was I sleeping? Was I eating properly? Did I listen to my body? And as a consequence, I was always sick. So after my grad program, I had had Epstein-Barr. I had chronic fatigue. And just in this cycle of sickness. So then I had got married right away, had kids, just kept going. Mm -hmm. And then I had Vocal polyps had grown on my throat. I'm thankful because rather than cut me, this Dr. William Keene said to me, hey, why don't you consider natural healing? He said, why don't you consider breath work and vocal therapy? I said, absolutely, I'll do whatever you think. So I embarked upon this intense program. I literally had to relearn how to breathe. And I had to go to vocal training. I have the worst singing voice possible. <laughs> that's the that's the basis of this, though. It's that you have to breathe. You, most people are in fight or flight breathing constantly. Always. And so when you say that, when I say this to people that I talk to all the time, breathe. They're like, I, I am breathing. You yep. have no idea yep. the proper way to breathe. So that yep. helped you. And that and listen, that's you. the most I'm all about right now. The work I'm doing is about simple shortcuts mm-hmm. to access your power and your health, to get a real true central sense of discernment and like, wow, this feels good, this doesn't. Like, I just need it to come back into my body. We, I operate it like most people do, just as a head, right. right? I was in this spin, out of control, bumping up against all these things, blaming everybody else, and never really taking stock to see... I was the cause of it all. I had choice in every aspect of my life, but I wasn't conscious of it. 
So I had to get sick. Everybody meets me at different points in their life, in different points of awareness. Mm -hmm. We're all journeying differently. I had to diligently, literally, I had to sit with my kids, breathe in and breathe out and read the sentences of their book. And like I had to be with my children and learn how to inhale and exhale. And I did diligent work with this, you know, vocal toning. And I went to every appointment and I did my work. See, most people don't understand that, what being in the moment is. They think that, oh yeah, while I am sitting there helping my child with their homework, I'm getting agitated, and it's because I'm thinking ahead. I'm thinking end result. That's right. And everything, the magic door, is when we're not going after this tangible X. We're in the process. Look, it took me my whole life. I'm trying to help people to wake up a little earlier. Look, you can't bypass anybody's. We got to get our gets. Mm -hmm. We have to get the car, get the house, get the job, do whatever. It's none of my business to interfere with anybody's process. Correct. But because I got to the point where I learned really simple, powerfully effective tools for just accessing like gratitude, just seeing what is in front of me. Now, the biggest change for me was moving to California. So while the breath work worked, while the vocal training worked, I rid myself of vocal polyps 100%. So pure healing didn't need to cut and traumatize myself any further, right? I'm like, never spoke my truth. I was trying, my vocal polyps were a direct result of me not saying no. Right. Let me stop you there because most people that are listening to this don't understand what speaking your truth is or what... Uh, how that could affect the energy centers of your body, like your total shutdown, the throat. It's the bottleneck of our whole system. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know this obviously at the time I ever, I always was like intuitive in my sense, my knowing I could, most of us are, we just don't develop that. Like we go to the gym to pump hard and get big muscles, but we don't cultivate and develop the internal. Everything's external. So I was really externally, Everything was external. My body, I wanted to work out hard. I, I, it was just, I really didn't internalize. I did not go within. And so when I was all stressed out and I was praying, oh, I think we need to meet. And my husband was on the phone. And I'll never forget this. We had company. He's on the deck. He's on with San Francisco. He works in football. He's with the 49ers. And I said, we're moving to San Fran. And then a week later, we're going to move there. Wow. So we did, and we moved, and it was for me, I needed a physical change, a total shakeup to get out of my familiar, really risk, because I had a tight-knit family, a family business. My husband was tied intimately with his father, working in football for all these years. Mm -hmm. We had to really jump ship and leave everything familiar. And in that, I just saw such beauty. I learned how to be in the moment. It's when I really understood the power of now. Mm -hmm. And it was there in that 10-year period that I got the experiential work that my Penn undergrad, that my Villanova theoretical background could never offer me. So it was in the now of living that I was able to get the applicable, tangible skills. And it was my work. I'm talking never not working. Every single day I worked in a different way. I worked in the being 
and I accessed myself. I saw beauty. I learned about gratitude. I ran because I wanted to run to enjoy the, the foothills and not because I was clocking myself for a mile. Mm -hmm. I lived and I breathed and I took it in, but I still was, I wanted to learn. I never just became complacent. Right, I think it's about the hunger. Yeah. I think it's, people say, uh, well, I don't know what I want. Let me do what everyone else is doing because they're successful at yeah. it. And what they don't understand is that their passion isn't in that. That's right. You know, so it, finding yourself means going within. It's not about living what society tells you to live or your parents tell you you should be doing. It's about you finding yourself. And you know, the scary part is, A, it's scary. Mm -hmm. It's lonely. Lonely as And hell. it's painful. So when you wake up, you wake up. Mm -hmm. Once you wake up, you can't go back to sleep because it's just a more painful, right. torturous journey. Yes. So when each of us, it's time, all right, we do it. But it's really hard in a dynamic of husband-wife, in a dynamic now you have children, now you have parents. So there's all these expectations and there's all these patterned ways that we've been conditioned to live and have this song and dance with one another. So we live codependently. We basically live dysfunctionally. Mm -hmm. For so long, it becomes our norm, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So when you decide to shake it up, which I'm doing with people now, we'll get to, it It takes balls. It takes, right. you know, saying, you know what? I don't give a shit what anybody thinks of me anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't have to prove myself anymore. I don't need permission from anybody. But that that place to get there, to speak your truth, to use your voice, it's got to come from the right place. It's got to, for me, it had to be a really heartfelt, clean place of feeling deserving, yeah. feeling worthy. I had to have God. I had to access my own you know, like sense of what God is for me. I had to break out. California was like, let me break out of this conventional, conformative, Catholic, rigid box I lived in. I thought God was some God that I had to get on my knees, go talk to a priest, and be afraid of. That's right. I learned, whoa, God is right here. Mm -hmm. I can commune anytime, any way I want. And I understood when I started to awaken that, wow, God is right here. I don't have to chase anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's where I became aware of what ego was. Yeah. And it was through Eckhart Tolle, through Power of Now. It was like this aha moment that, wow, ego's not some devilish bad thing. It's this little mind that's been operating just to protect me for so long. All I need to do is befriend this thing. And when I learned to open my heart, to be vulnerable, to trust, mm -hmm. then I could learn to have a body that said, it's okay, I'm okay, and call upon my mind when I needed it to work with me yeah. and not see that it was this terrible thing. So I just, I really just had to recognize, hey, I'm not my mind because I'm listening to that mind. Right. So when that goes, it's not me. Right. And I, that was the simplest access for me to just say, wow, I'm not my thoughts. And most people don't understand that either. No. So, and I piss a lot of people off when I talk about my Catholic upbringing. Mm -hmm. They think I'm 
I'm dissing it. I'm not. No. I'm just saying that it doesn't have to be exactly how you were taught. Not just religion, but the way you live. The way we're, we live externally it doesn't have to be that way. Well, people don't understand. Absolutely. I'm in the same battleground right now with people in the medical field. Look, I respect everything. I don't care what you believe, how you believe, how you get there. The bottom line is we have to open our hearts to become. The work that I'm doing is making people non-reactive, mm -hmm. right? So when we become centrally discerning, when at the core of your being you know, ah, I'm all right. I don't need to respond. This isn't my stuff. Right. I'm good. When you can truly get to a point where you do it without judging, without engaging, mm -hmm. and you're just clearly, con you're such a clear, spacious container for which everything can flow through you. And we just, what I try to do with people is help them become neutralized. Right. What that means is not when we're just riding the roller coaster, right? We're not riding the highs and the lows of life. When something good happens, we're not like, yay! Right. And when it's bad, we're not going there. We just really aren't so absorbed by and affected by the moods. Yeah, you learn to let it be. And it like is. Literally let it's things trust. be. Right? The universe, when you have that, you don't have the lack mentality. Mm -hmm. And you just allow God, I say, to work through me in a way that I can listen. I can listen so clearly that everything that in the past I used to judge as bad, I now say thank you. Thank you for the information. We are energy and we're in an energy matrix, an energy world. We're energetic beings and we don't trust the unseen because we're a left-brained world. We want to see it. We want to know how, why, what, when. We'll read every book. Our libraries are huge. So in our minds, we become expert. Oh, I know every diet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do anything. I'm still eating. <laughs> That's and right. I'm still gaining. And I'm still, but, oh, I know this and I've read Preach. that. Right? Right. And we're reading everybody else's theories. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to do with people is it's practicality. Right. All right. I will give you the science. I've been working, researching for 30 years. Mm -hmm. And... I want you to, when you come in to meet me, I don't want to know your status. I don't want to know your title. I don't want to know what you drive. I don't want to know anything. Come in. Let's work. I will let you know, as we work together, of the things that are necessary, that are in your best interest. We're going to learn to drop all the markers. I may work with you for six months, and I don't really know anything about you personally. Mm -hmm. Because we're coming in the door with the attachment to the trauma the story, right. the label, and it's really impeding any productive progress. So you started Heal from the Core mm -hmm. to get people to understand what they have to do first. A lot of people have all this cluttering going on, so we're talking about decluttering. What would somebody come to you for? What, how would you teach somebody about decluttering when it comes to their energy? Well, see, decluttering right now, it's a more practical way that people are approaching me. It's interesting how we just change the language. Mm -hmm. So hold that thought for one second. If we go, how are people accessing or finding me originally based on my work? It's through anxiety, depression, trauma. Now I've noticed as I've changed my language a bit, because it's my son had said, Mom, well, what do you expect? You're going to get everybody with anxiety and depression. Because I was like, I like the idea of empowering people. Right. I don't want them to think 
that it, they have to come to me because everything's just at a shit show level. Right. Like it's your whole life shut down. Mm-hmm. I want you to meet me at a level of growth and realizing your potential. And for those that already access their aha, they already are on their journey. Just recently in putting out there to some people just decluttering your life, I have gotten people who come to me because they're not seeing the trauma tag. And they're coming thinking, yeah, I just want to get organized in my house. Mm-hmm. And then once they get in the door and they see, wow, because I take them on an experience with their body. And once they see are safe and they're like, whoa, there's more I have to look at here. It's not really about this physical clutter. There's more here. Mm-hmm. So my, I look at it as a surprise and delight factor. People are coming to me sometimes thinking they need one thing right. in their mind. Once I access them... And they're safe. And I do a process called TRE initially, where we literally shake the body, which we can go into. And we help them access sensations, emotions, and then eventually awareness. Mm -hmm. Now I got you where, what are you going to do? Right. Because now it requires choice. I can continue to live the way I had been, or I can make change. Decluttering can be emotional. It is. It's not That's... just taking your household, which a lot of people think, oh, let me get rid of physical things. It's not. It's emotional, Well, the too. stuff we're accumulating is satisfying an emotional need. Exactly. So why? So I help people look at, all right, it's no different. Our house is symbolic of our body, right? So the basement, what lives there? Well, below the heart are the lower levels of lack of trust, poor attachment, a lack of connection properly to the world, mm-hmm. feeling fulfilled, and then power, really clean power. And with each of those areas, there is associated things like guilt and shame and powerlessness. Mm-hmm. So those things live because the mind perpetuates and keeps those mistaken beliefs living down below the heart and keeps it alive. And mm-hmm. that just stays active. And we're unaware most of the time. My goals get you up to the heart. And if we can really get you to acceptance and to heartfelt acceptance with, for me, gratitude was everything. Come to a sincere place of receptivity, mm-hmm. gentle acceptance. That's so brilliantly magnificent. It allows the heart, to that warmth, it allows to burn away and literally dissolve those lower emotions without doing a lot of work if you can just step into that right and gratitude is about being in the moment too because you're not going to be grateful for anything that you have if you're thinking about what you don't have my whole transformation started with it was called a book called simple abundance Mm -hmm. every night i couldn't wait to get in bed and read the excerpt for the day and it just made me feel good Mm -hmm. and then i just started i used to live so cynically I was racing against the clock, getting my degrees, always had this negative chatter going in my mind. The world was against me. And my anger went deeper than anger, and it became cynicism. And when that hardens, it's hard to access your heart. And I just kept going until some guy said to me, man, you're cynical. And it really hit me. And I'm (laughs) like, what do you mean, like, cynical? What does that even mean? And I'm like, (laughs) cynical. And I didn't really see myself. And then it was, wow, I am hardened. Yeah. And it wasn't until I went out to California. I mean, I always would like to get into bed and read something uplifting, but it became more of my 
I need it good. I need it to mm -hmm. feel uplifted. And that right. became a new thing that I invited into my life. Yes. And that's where my real change started. Decluttering can also be taking stock of who is in your life, right? Oh, yeah. So I have people that I've had to actually not eliminate from my life, but, but push away a little oh, yeah. bit because they were, you yeah. know, you, they say that you uh, become like the five people you spend the most time with. Absolutely. And I, you keep going on that because that's my, that's the whole topic of my class. Oh, and, really? And the last class that I just had was exactly that. When I talked about decluttering, all right, we can declutter our minds, mm -hmm. right? We, it starts, you can do that through simple things, journaling, Right. scrapbooking, vision boarding, drawing, painting, you know, simple things to make and carve five, ten minutes in your life to do something that makes you feel yeah. good, right? But decluttering your people, that's a tough for thing. For sure. It was the hardest thing for me to do because I gave away my energy all the time. I helped, helped, helped. People came to me with issues. Then I would have resentment toward them because they only came to me when they had issues. So I had to look and say, okay, where am I spending this energy? Decluttering is about you holding on to what is yours, your energy. But the trickiest part with emotions. See, for me, objectively now when I'm working with people, I can see it, right? Mm -hmm. I can see it objectively. When we're in our own emotions, wow, there's no seeing clearly. No. Right. And when the mind and that's the whole concept of trauma, which we really didn't talk about before we even go into decluttering. There's such a misperception collectively as a society. We are a traumatized nation, mm -hmm. society, culture. And all that means is we are in such a cluttered state of being just so of this technological mind filled dissociative way of living and being away from the body, right? Mm -hmm. There's a disconnect from the felt sense, from the engaged nature of being like socially engaged with one right. another. Right. So we can only operate like that for so long until our caps, our heads just explode. Today, we don't have, we really don't have safe, really safe spaces with really, truly concerned people Right. Listen. And that's what I love about you and Heal from the Core because you're teaching people to do it for themselves and you're giving them uh, a safe space to connect with themselves. With themselves. Which the world doesn't let them do. Time changes. Things change. There's no good or bad. It's just a matter of being open and seeing the transformation. Right. And we're too quick to judge everyone and to point fingers rather than look within Take stock of our own reactions and utilize the information for your own growth. That's the hard part about it, though. When I start working with people and I say, you have to learn to be in the moment. You have to take control of, of the power that you do have and all of these things. People don't really understand it, but they also don't want to put the work in. Meditate. Try to meditate for five minutes. When I meet with somebody, I'll say, here, do these five things until I meet with you again. And they do two of them. Okay, why is that? Well, most people don't want more to do's. Right. That's like the today I read about your, you know, thirteen ways to do your to-do list. That's a Jesus <laughs> God. When you get it to do, do it and be done. That's why I like this. Come in and shake it up. You have to get your own aha. You telling me what to do. I'm not gonna. I'm not listening to myself or That's anybody right. else. I'm gonna listen to you. Mm -hmm. I have to get to a point 
where I have my little aha moment. And when somebody's ready, they're going to ask you. Right. We cannot offer anything to anybody. They don't hear it. Right. They don't want it. They don't need it. When you're ready, you know, they're saying when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Well, it's so true. These pithy little statements are so profound because it's the way it is. Right. So everybody's got to go bash their head a few times into the concrete wall. Yeah. It's none of our business here. With right-minded thinking and being, it doesn't matter what rules or what we say mm -hmm. or all this media, political crap, none of it right. matters. That's the point of true discernment and going within is find out your code. Find out your tenets of, or, or your beliefs. Find out what feels good for you. Try it on. Play with it. And then let's talk. Great. It's just like somebody saying to you, here, read this book because I it did wonders for me. Yeah. Well, the person reads it and they hated it. Yeah. Everybody has a different button. Decluttering your life uh, happened for me over years. And now, uh, especially now with 2020 just starting, I had to reassess everything. Okay, what is no longer serving me? Because I am going to eliminate it from my life this year. My idea of decluttering is finding physical space, emotional space, just this whole mental space to have the capacity to observe. Mm -hmm. So I look at from heal from the core. I was always saying, oh, sore from the core. My idea is to find that stillness, that sacred space. And the O is that open-hearted sense of, I'm just going to observe everything. That A for me is accessing that awareness, that just little felt sense of, oh, ah, like my reaction. And then the R for me is releasing just gently dropping away, not with some rigid to-do list. Right. Letting those things naturally release because I'm more in a state of presence, peace, gratitude. The other stuff naturally crowds out. Right. And then the receiving is most important. Like most people come to my class and they'll say, oh, I want to get rid of all my clutter because I want to get out with the old and in with the new. And we're so quick to replace what wasn't working with these new tools and these new books and this new stuff. And we have to say, whoa, I'm telling people, you know what? Strip it down to bare walls. Mm -hmm. Strip it down to actually nothing. And then you look at your house and say, do I even want to live here? Right. Do I want this house? Do I want these bills? And you really have to strip it to see the, just the blank white yeah. Why space. am I doing all that? Why do I feel like I need $200 cable bill? Why do I feel like I need, Absolutely. you know, to, to do these things that I was taught my whole life that I had to do? You don't. You don't have to. There's but, no have to. And I totally believe that until we access that we are part of something greater, that we are fed daily by everything around us. Everything is living. What this desk is living. Everything's energy. Right. And until we see the larger picture, we can't have that full gratitude and access into we are all one we are all more alike than we are different and the work that i'm doing with people when i get us all so tre tension and trauma releasing exercises is a real simple approach to get people in a room we shake which we're built to do we're built to shake when we show fear when we have to just animals in the wild will shake to bring the body when we when we go to fight we get adrenaline and cortisol Where's that going? If we don't fight the predator, right? If we don't punch our boss in the face, 
Where's that going? It's living in your body. Right. We're meant to have flow, right? And so when we shake and I get people to feel safe and to just allow the body to release and I help them with their breath and they start to access some sensation in the body. Like, oh, maybe some people feel like stimulated right. or maybe some people feel a sick sense in their belt. Whatever their sensation is, we've numbed it with food, with whatever we do. Then we wake it up. Then we wake up emotions. And we, the next day, they may be real angry or real sad. Stuff we have not been in touch with. Then we access awareness. So it's a quick shortcut to just really give you the paddles on your heart to just give you that shake up. And then they are like, whoa. Now some people are ready and some people aren't. When you could stop lying to yourself and everybody else, your life changes. Yeah, decluttering your life helps you to be more authentic. Yes. And when you find that authenticity, you are not going to be a people pleaser anymore and have to say yes to everything. That's right. Right? That's where your energy shifts from external to internal. Mm -hmm. And then, then starting to be fed. But my whole idea of Heal from the Core is it's resourcing. It's understanding healthy, simple resources for using life force energy to fuel you, mm -hmm. the earth, yeah, right, water, all the elements, mm -hmm. having the gratitude of the air you breathe, the breath you breathe, realizing we're a part of a beautiful earth that feeds us. Yeah. And we have to start to look at how do I give back to this earth mm -hmm. in the way she loves and gives me. So it's really getting our heads out of our ass of me, me, me. And waking up, and that's where the gratitude aspect comes in, that I'm part of something. And I think 9 out of 10 people, I'd be safe to say 10 out of 10 people, if we stop on Facebook and churning around our own problems and go out and serve and get your kids out to just do things for other people, it will. you don't need counseling, you don't need these shortcuts, you don't even need to meditate. Go do Go help and go serve. Mm -hmm. It's the quickest wake up and it's the quickest remedy. Yeah. And you have to understand gratitude that you can't just say you're grateful. You have to feel grateful. Absolutely. You can't fake it's it. It's like saying with affirmations, I am powerful. Exactly. Well, if your body's completely weak <laughs> and depleted, it exactly. ain't powerful. That's right. So that's just ruminations of the mind. Again, it's right. just fooling yourself. Yes. And I do believe in affirmations. But with the felt when you sense. get there, that's ah, right. Absolutely. Because I used to be like, oh, I can do this. I am, I am strong. I am. And I really didn't believe it. So it didn't right. get me anywhere. Right. So the bottom line for me now, why somatic experiencing works. I'm reconnecting your mind back with the body that you're first, you've got to be grateful for your body. And you have to connect to it. Love it all. Right. The fat parts, yeah. the sick parts. We get cancers and sick because we we literally shut Detach. ourselves uh, off from instead of love back that's my, those parts. Yeah. That's my biggest lesson, loving myself right where I'm at. It's, it's a challenge still for me. Yeah, because half the stuff is other people's, what we've heard, the messaging, the, you know, it's like we're so conditioned. That's right. It's all, my work sincerely is all about breaking the path. And once we break the pattern, like once we become aware of what is that pattern, 
Sometimes we shake it up and break it, and then we have to be like, that's like clutter. Some people have to have their house all anally organized before they can work. That's right. And some people <laughs> just are chaos. And so everybody's approach is different. Mm -hmm. Even if what you say does resonate with people when they're here, they then go back into their world again, mm -hmm. where everyone is conditioned. And so they start limiting themselves again. Well, that's why we have to avoid going home, numbing out, and isolating. And we need to get into action. Every day has to have imperfect action. Mm -hmm. Always pushing yourself gently outside your box. Mm -hmm. The other thing, when I have people come and we tone and we have, I have them scream and yell, every, women especially, we're afraid to assert not only our voice, but especially anger. Yeah. Because it's not a good look. That's right. It's not polite. I do it in some of my trainings. I tell people, just do something outside of yourself. I mean, some people are, are okay and they, and they could scream and yell and they're, they're all, uh, held back in other areas. Mm -hmm. Whereas some people are, no, no, I can't yell or I, what's the sense of raising my voice? Well, there's a big sense. It, it actually empowers you. Well, we, and we move stuff that we didn't even know was there. Mm -hmm. And it's just energetic blockage. Now, once we move it, and we build our capacity to examine it when we're ready. Well, now we couple the felt sense with the logical conscious knowing. That's a powerful combination. Exactly. When you get it with your felt sense, and then you get it cognitively. Right. Wow. And let me let on. me try to explain that for some people. Yeah. So when you're in the moment and you're angry and you get it with your heart and your logical mind at the same time, that's when change is going to happen. Absolutely. So it's, it's instantaneous. Exactly. But, but it's not instantaneous um, before that. Getting there. Right. And that's the, <laughs> what we call the miracle moment, that aha moment. When you, I'd say there's three components. It's a magic of one, two, three. Source, intention, and tool. So when you understand whatever that source is for you, but you consciously plug in on a daily basis to the source that feeds you. And then secondly, everything you do from washing the dishes to driving in your car to why you're writing your mission statement for your company is intentional. You have to first firmly identify the identity the intention behind. That is the energy. Energy is only intention. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is the tool. So we can play with so many tools. Tool can be just walking your dog and intentionally deciding to take that walk, to clear your mind, to channel source, and to be. Right. right? It could be in the shower. The water is your tool to consciously cleanse everything that you want to put down the drain put it down. Right. But if you take the one, two, three, I can give you a ton of tools, but you know what? Don't add anymore. Start by yourself with breath and voice. The tools are simple. The question is, are you ready? It's got to be from an internal sense of my own why, why I'm hungry, why I want to become what it is I know in my soul I already am. And that's what I'm doing with people, helping to clear the clutter quickly to get to the soul essence 
this is who I am. Right. This is who I know that I truly am. This is my gift that I've covered because I felt awkward because I wasn't like everybody else. And when we look at what Maria's gift is, well, now you own it. You don't care who criticizes it. Right. You're going to keep going and glowing. People will try and break you down and ridicule you until they want to be you. Right. Because as you gain momentum and as you step into your light and as you continue to shine authentically, intentionally, and with the highest best, nobody can beat that. Yeah. If people understand, you know, even when they go into work every day, I, I'm I'm living the best life I know how. I'm being my authentic self. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use my voice to say when I'm happy. I'm going to use my voice to say when I'm unhappy. Mm-hmm. When they see that, when they see the benefits of it, they do it more. However, when you're not paying attention, when you can't, when you don't know how to do the simple stuff like go within, mm-hmm. then you're going to listen to all of that cackling outside. You know, you're making me think the most powerful moments for me, it's like when I'm lying in the bed early in the morning and, and you're, I used to just jump up with, I had to do it, you know, mm-hmm. or I would try, I had to just pay attention to the call, like, the, what I had to do. And then I would say, Mom, I'm going to breathe. And it started for me. I would breathe and stay a little longer and kind of navigate my body with my breath and literally watch the tension. But I, it takes, you have to spend time to get to the point where your body will respond and you literally can soften. Yeah. See, and, that's you. Now, for me, I'm not waking up thinking, I have to do this, 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 and this. I'm waking up going, hmm, <laughs> let me look at Facebook or let me, let me do, you know, right. and it's, and it's kind of like and little avoidance kind of there. That's exactly mm-hmm. the word avoidance. Mm-hmm. And so you, you have these, what I call task oriented people that wake up and they're like, there's the, there's my to do list. Floor running, that's right? right. And then you have people that are like, okay, overwhelmed by the amount of things that they have to do and they do nothing. Yeah. You know, and I've, and I sat there for a long time. So we want to get decluttered. Because we want to get more spaciousness to access our potential. Exactly. I have an event called Unlock Your Potential. And that's exactly what it is. It's about paying attention to all the little things yes. that add up to who you are. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Now, how can somebody find you? Uh, well, I have a website. It is healfromthecore.com. Okay. I have an ongoing class. This evening, I have one set. It's about decluttering this evening. Every Monday at Trunks Up Yoga and Wellness, 426 High Street in Burlington. New Jersey. Yep, New Jersey. It's a $20 class, two hours. We not only do intro to this somatic shaking experience, we um, I do an energy read on you. We smudge and clear you in the space. We do sound, uh, sound bath with I know I've done it, and just so everyone listening understands, this is a life-changing thing for you to do. This is something that is going to uh, set another tone, set a different tone for uh, how you see things. Right, and that's a good way to put it because that's what I tell. We set the tone for our life, and when you leave, something has shifted. Yes. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then I have private. I have a private um, studio here at my home in Morristown. 
um, and I do a lot of individual sessions and I do also private group sessions, whether it's a family dynamic or just friends. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being here. Thank and you. hopefully we'll get to do this again on another topic. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope today's message resonated with you. And if it did, please leave a review. I would love to hear from you. And share it with someone else if you think it can inspire them. Also, you can follow me on social media at Maria Grandi LLC. And my website is also MariaGrandiLLC.com. Lastly, remember to go easy on yourself as you go through this process. And everyone else around you for that matter. We're all working through something.